everyone. Welcome to the club. This is Reggie speaking. Why did I say it like that? Hello, it's me, Reggie. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Guys, I feel like I always record these. In- I don't know why. It is so hard. I've- this is my like almost 80th podcast episode. Maybe it is my 80th. <gasps> We're reaching 100 soon. That is actually freaking insane. But no matter how hard I try or practice, I just can never get the intro intro down. Maybe I need to make it pre-recorded. <laughs> what? But hi, welcome. Hope your year is off to a good start. I cannot believe it's January. I don't know about you guys, but I hate the month of January. It just is like, it's like the month of setting goals, you know, and trying to like get into routines and it's like a slower time of year and it's cold and I just, it's just really, I don't know. It's a hard month for me. I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling good right now because I'm bundled up in my husband's high school bedroom closet like I have been for the last couple of months recording which won't be for long because we do move into our house hopefully the end of this month so that's exciting uh that's only exciting news I really have for you um but I'm bundled up in here in the closet and it just feels like home and I'm ready to get into your uh questions for today because today's episode is all all about girl girl talk. We're gonna have some girl chats. I wanted to kind of just open it up to you guys to ask me some questions that you maybe would have for like an older sister if you like don't have one. I just know there's like questions that like you that are like hard to just like ask just anyone. I've never had a like a sister. I mean I have sister-in-laws and I love them. I have five of them. They're the best people ever and I love them so much but like growing up I didn't have like an older sister that I could like go to to talk to to things that like I wouldn't normally want to talk about with anyone else you know so I was like let's open up the questions I'm gonna pretend I'm your big sister and answer some questions for you um plus I since I don't have like a younger I didn't have a younger sister to come to me for advice I'm feeling like this is my time to shine so without further ado here we go (laughs) so here are I'm gonna do my best to answer these um yeah so these are some like really good questions uh we're gonna talk about dating periods intimacy and just like all things all things growing up so let's just uh let's begin shall we um first question says how to stay put together for college physically and mentally and what and how are some basics i need for college like clothes room essentials cookware etc college is hard because you have to figure out how to balance so many things like work and like dating and just all things school related and also just like having a social life it's really tricky to navigate and balance that aspect of it was really hard on me mentally which is like a big reason why I only finished with my associate's degree um so my advice on how to mentally prepare for college because I did even though I only graduated my associates I did go to school for like three years I don't know what I was doing um but here's my advice on how to mentally prepare for college I would say to just accept the fact in the beginning that you won't be able to do everything because in my mind I was like oh like I want to be going to all of this and studying and getting good grades but also working full-time and you know it's 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 so hard it's so hard you're not going to be able to balance absolutely everything so you kind of just have to take it a day at a time uh I also recommend just like know what your limitations are and try as hard as you can to be self-disciplined as hard as it can be and put your mental health first um I know sometimes it's like you want to put your 
you know, your friends and like your dating life first. But if you're not mentally doing very well, um, you might need to put some things on the back burner just to like, you know, take good care of yourself. So with that said, when it comes to the physical side of it, it's hard to like, that's another thing. Like not only are you balancing school, work, dating, social life, you're also trying to balance like having a healthy lifestyle. It's just, (laughs) it feels impossible. It seems impossible, right? So for me, what helped me when I was in college was just setting a certain time um, for like gym time or like a physical activity as part of like my schedule. So if I had class, for example, I remember um, on like Tuesdays and Thursdays, I had class like literally all day and it would, then I would like, I did I don't think I worked on Tuesdays and Thursdays one semester because I literally had class like all day. So sometimes I would like write in my schedule, like, okay, if I literally have class all day and I need to have time in my day to study and maybe like hang out with friends, maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday are my gym days. And before I go to work or after I go to work, I'll go to the gym or something. So like literally penciling in gym time and like a physical activity as part of like almost like making it a class on my schedule really helped me. I was pretty consistent one semester with like going to the gym. Um, not every day, but like I was pretty consistent as to when I would go and it was really nice. It was kind of like a really good thing for me in the midst of all the craziness of school to just have like a half hour or an hour to just like walk on the treadmill or the elliptical or something. It just like felt good to move and take time for myself and I know also with like trying to be like phys- I'm, I'm assuming that when you said how to stay put together for college physically this is what you meant um but another part of it too is like eating well it's really hard to eat well when you're like a poor college student and you're like super busy all the time um but just like do the best you can it's easier said than done of course but just do the best you can to fuel your body with the best food because you will just feel so much better obviously if you have like better healthier food in your body so I mean luckily fruits and vegetables are pretty inexpensive so take advantage of that and lots of I don't know I just feel like fueling your body with healthy food especially if you can't make it to the gym as often as you would want to will just help you feel so much better because if you're eating ramen and frozen pizza every day while trying to balance all these things that we're talking about you're not gonna feel good I promise um, as far as basics that you need for college, I actually lived at home while I went to school, which I know isn't super common, so I can't really give you advice on what things you would need for your like dorm or apartment because I haven't experienced that lifestyle. But based on what I've learned from just like moving out, I would say an air fryer would be a pretty darn good investment. So maybe like go in on one of those with your roommates or like an instant pot or crock pot or something. And then honestly, I feel like other than that, just like a really good frying pan can do a lot for you. So I don't really see you needing much else for cookware. As far as room essentials go, you do you. Uh, I personally wouldn't spend like a lot of money on like making it look super awesome and like aesthetically pleasing. I think as long as you're just like have a space that feels comfy and cozy and you're like excited to get back to at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So, um, yeah and then with like clothing I don't really know about the rest of you guys but I was wearing like sweats and a hat to school like every single day (laughs) but if I went to like a party or an event I'd wear like normal clothes and 
I don't know, college is just weird because it's not like high school where you're trying to impress everyone. In college, I feel like you just kind of get over that really quickly. Whereas like in high school, everyone's just like, I don't know, it's all about fitting in and whatnot. It doesn't feel like that in college. Everyone just kind of keeps to themselves and does their best to just like, I don't know, we all know, like you walk past someone and it's just like, you keep to yourself and you're not, I don't know, I never was like looking at people like, I don't know. There's just so many more people. There's a lot less judgment in college for sure. So like the room thing, I would just say like wear whatever's comfortable to you and whatever makes you feel good. Definitely maybe get some outfits that you love for sure, but don't feel like you need to dress to the nines and get a whole new wardrobe because I think you'll learn pretty quickly that not everyone is dressing like a million bucks every day at school for the most part. Like I can't even tell you how many times I saw people in just like their gym clothes or pajamas at school. So and I never judged anyone who did it. Um, also, if you need, if you don't have one already, I would get a pair of Karchko computer classes because those are like a college essential. <laughs> okay. Um, someone said, what is the best way to shave your bikini area? Now, everyone has a different method and preference on how they want that area to feel and look. I personally am not much of a shaver or a waxer. I am a trimmer gal um because like here's the thing with shaving when you go to shave it just like shaving is hard because it's so much upkeep and you just it gets so scratchy and itchy and you nick yourself and like I just have not found I will say like for shaving because I mean obviously like I'm going to shave my bikini area if I'm like going to put a swimsuit on or something like I just want to like feel a little more groomed um coconut oil is literally the best thing ever for shaving Um, I literally don't buy like shaving cream anymore. I just will use coconut oil. It is so nice. It helps like I used to get ingrown hairs pretty bad, but I don't get them nearly as bad um, from using like uh, coconut oil. It's really, really good. So if you're shaving, I would recommend that. I know people say to like exfoliate before. I don't know when someone says exfoliate your bikini area. I literally don't know what that means. It's like, is it an exfoliant cream I need to use? I don't know. Maybe I should try it. But I literally just use coconut oil and I just shave around like my bikini line. I don't really shave anywhere else. Um, so yeah, I use like a like a trimmer. I think you can get one at like any sort of like convenience store. Um, I just get one off of Amazon. I think I use like the, is it called a Schick? Um, one, it has like a razor on the other end. It's really, really nice and it's like waterproof. So I just like keep it in the shower and then... Um, if things are feeling a little crazy down there, I just do use the trimmer and then I feel a lot better. But I know some people like to be like completely bare and if that's what you prefer, go for it. I just personally think it's like way too much work and I I will say this too. When I was in like high school and when I was um, like in college and stuff, I remember like my friends, I learned really quickly that like all my friends were like shaving like literally everything down there all the time and I was just like I could not believe that and I (laughs) I was like are you serious and even like before I got married my friends I had some friends that were like have you made an appointment to get a Brazilian wax and I was like no do I need to (laughs) so someone did ask that question too like would you recommend getting like a Brazilian wax before your wedding night if it's like you're saving yourself for for marriage and my my thoughts on that is if you really want to go for it but 
I really don't think it's necessary. Um, fun fact, men also have hair. And I would say that a majority of men, if not more, uh, they don't get waxed. So I don't think we should feel the need to unless like you actually really want to. Um, yeah, I don't know why we have so much shame around body hair. It's really quite sad, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I did get a bikini wax though before my wedding because I just wanted to like not have to worry about that while I was like on my honeymoon. Cause we were going on like, a, I feel like we we're on our honeymoon for like eight days. It was a long time. Um, so, and I wanted, I've always wanted to like try getting waxed just to see what it was like. And let me tell you, it was, I'm not even kidding. Like one of the top three, like worst moments of my entire life. <laughs> it was horrible. It was so painful. I hated every single second of it. And like the second, like she did move the wax, like wax me for the first time. I literally was instantly having regrets and I was like, I will never do this again. So some people love it and that's great. I think it's definitely worth trying if you want to see if you like it, but I don't know. I just think we should, um, just embrace our body hair. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so it's really up to you. I would definitely say try using coconut oil because I really like that for shaving. Um, trimmer, like having a trimmer is really the best thing too. So that's just my personal preference on what I like, but maybe try some of those things if you haven't already and try yeah, just try what feels feels best to you. Um, next question says, why are boys mean when they like you? Guys, I'm so sorry, but why did we all hear this growing up? If a boy's ever mean to Lennon, I will never, ever, 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 ever tell her, oh, it's because he likes you. Because if a boy likes you, he should not be mean. Am I right? <laughs> so while it may be true that some boys probably are mean to girls because they do like them, and it's just their way of like flirting it's not okay and it's just so dumb. Like, I just want to know what the motive is. I don't know. But we are not falling for that crap. We are not falling for boys who are mean to us, okay? Fall for boys who are nice and respectful. Okay, next. How, how, how do you find happiness in the chaos of dating and not give up or lose hope? Um, I'm probably the worst person to ask this question to because I met my husband when I was 16 and he was really my only serious boyfriend for the most part. So, with that said... I can give this advice though. Um, I did see a TikTok recently and I had to go back and try and find it because I remember like reading it and I was like, oh, like this is a, a good thought. Um, she was talking about just like being single and she said, I would rather be single and invest my energy into myself, my friendships and my passions right now. I'm in no rush to find my person because I know they're out there. So I like that perspective and I think that while it's hard, there can definitely be a healthy balance of like, okay, if I'm going to date, I'm not going to let it control my every thought and feeling at the same time. Like, I don't know. I also just feel like there should never be like this pressure that you have to date because if you want to just like take a break for a while and just, you know, enjoy time by yourself, you definitely should. But if you're getting like a little sick of that, I don't blame you. Um, I hate being alone. Sometimes I love being alone, but other times I absolutely hate it. So I just personally feel that like if you can be happy by yourself, then you're going to be happy in any other aspect of your life. And I know that sounds like super cheesy and cliche, but a lot of the time when we let like chaos take over, I feel like we forget to give ourselves like grace and it just makes everything so much harder. So yeah, I just feel like my biggest advice would be to just breathe, let go of expectations, 
know your worth and know that you're smoking hot and someone out there is looking for you and they're going to find you at the right time in the right place. I know it's like hard to hear. Dating is, dating is hard. Um, but you, you got this and I am rooting for you. All right. We're going to get into the the nitty gritty. I knew that someone was going to ask this question and I was a little nervous because I want to answer this as uh, what's the word I'm looking more tastefully as possible but um this question says does it really hurt when you have your first time first time as in you guys know um having sex so I know it depends on the person but I will say this if it hurts after a couple times no matter what you try number one <laughs> make sure <laughs> that you're doing it right. I have read enough of Style Fit Fatty's stories to know that there are people out there who just are not educated and are really doing things in very um, interesting and incorrect ways. So yeah. Okay. Number two, call your doctor because surprise, it is just not normal to have pain um, with sex and even just like putting in tampons. So call your doctor up, get checked out because I'm not saying there's something wrong with you, but I'm just saying that it's not normal to feel that way and you should, like, it should be an enjoyable thing, not a painful thing. So, um, lube and a lot of patience is going to help immensely if you are having pain. Also, if it does hurt the first time or two, don't give up hope because I promise you it gets better and please, please, please do not judge your sex life off of your first time because it really gets like a million times better, I promise. Um, with that picking, I guess piggybacking off of that (laughs) last question, um, someone said, what is your best advice on how to prepare for marriage? The first night slash honeymoon, living together, figuring out life together and figuring out in-laws, etc. So kind of a loaded question, but let's first start off with like bouncing off of our last question that if you are waiting to have your first time be on your wedding night, um, let me, let me just give you my tips because (laughs) I... I honestly got pretty um, not good advice, so I am very passionate about giving good advice. <laughs> uh, not saying that it's like the best advice ever, but I just seriously think that like I think the first advice I ever got was to just like make sure I pee afterwards and then to use lube, which like <laughs> if you guys know, you know that like there's so much more to it than that, and it's not like there's just so much more advice that could be given. So, um, here are my, let's see, I made a list. I think there's five things. My five, my five tips for your first, first time. Um, and I promise I'm not going to get too graphic with these, but number one, talk about it. Just talk about it. Talk about it with your significant other. Sit down and have a conversation about it. I know it seems weird. It might seem, well, it shouldn't seem weird actually. If it seems weird to sit down and talk to your significant other about like, being intimate together for the first time, then, um, that is a d- conversation <laughs> that, uh, there's probably another conversation you need to have before that. So sit down and just talk about it. Like, what are your expectations? And yeah, I feel like it's just going to be, make it more awkward if you just like, don't talk about it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, we're going to do this thing. You know what I mean? So talking about it, it's, you should not feel shame for talking about it either just sit and chat. Have a little chat. It will be a very beneficial thing for the both of you. Number two, um, be patient and don't just start like ripping each other's clothes off and getting into it because I promise the more time that you take, the better it's going to be. 
And I know you're probably like, I've waited so long. I just want to get going. I, I totally understand. I totally understand. I've been there. But you want to just be patient with it, you know? And to go along with that, you have probably heard this before, but men are like microwaves and women are like ovens. Men can heat up pretty much instantly while it can take women like quite a while. So with that said, you equally deserve to feel good. So figure out what feels good to you and it might take a bit and that is okay. All right, we got that. Okay, number four, (laughs) it's okay to laugh through it. It's pretty much likely that like (laughs) you're not going to get this big epic movie scene while it's happening. The media just does a really poor job at showing what it's really like because everything you see in movies and TV is just like super sexy and dramatic. So just don't set Bridgerton expectations, okay? Um, Because that is just not what's normal. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, I'm saying okay a lot. Uh, Number five, things to have on hand that I would recommend. Uh, You don't really need much, but I would say like lube just in case, you know uh cranberry pills because you do not want to get a uti you don't need to take them all the time i have some friends that will literally take cranberry pills every single day because they're like they don't want to get a uti but i think as long as you're paying after you should be good but in case a uti comes along a cranberry pills are great they just help flush everything out so uh having that maybe some advil in case you need it and then another thing i give this to like all my friends at their bachelorette parties is just like some um flushable wet wipes um i mean i have those anyways for like just like bathroom use because they are the best but they also are really great for post intimate times because it gets messy in case you didn't know and um i will just leave it at that so i hope that that was some good advice because that's the advice i wish i had before my first time so um there you have it (laughs) All right. Now, I'm not done answering that question because they also asked about living together and just like life together and in-laws. So let's start with living together. My advice on how to prepare for that would just be to talk about it and be clear about your expectations for one another and just kind of communicate how you're going to navigate living in the same space. My biggest advice for that, though, overall, is just to not let roommate problems become marriage problems. Kendall and I say this to each other all of the time uh like the other night (laughs) um i was getting or i was getting mad at kendall because i was like the bathroom is always so wet when because kendall's someone who like he gets out of the shower walks and grabs his towel and then dries off and i'm someone who i'm like i am drying off in the shower and so there was like water all over the floor and i was getting so mad at him about it and then he started getting mad at me for like will you always leave like all this stuff on this hanger and this is not what it's for And then we had to, we just paused and we looked at each other and we both were like, it's a roommate problem. It's not a marriage problem. Let's just like each do better and move on. So yeah, that is probably my, one of my biggest, (laughs) um, marriage, marriage tips. Um, or just like living together. Um, yeah, tips. Um, and then also just make sure you're talking like, this isn't like really related to this question, but just make sure that you're talking, well, kind of, yeah make sure you're talking about money and finances and kids and all of that like those big conversations before you even get engaged because you'd be surprised at the number of people that I've talked to that I'm like are you guys not on the same page about x y and z and they're like oh yeah we just didn't really talk about it before we got married so make sure you're on the same page because you don't want to have any surprises after 
you are engaged or married. So, uh, yeah, communication. It's key. It's key. Uh, when it comes to in-laws, uh, the same the same thing can be talked about when it comes to in-laws just by like having those conversations and just figuring out how like you want to split time for the holidays and all that stuff and what's good for you is not going to be what works well for everyone else and works for your parents and your in-laws so just remember that sometimes you have to set boundaries 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 if there's anything we learned from our family drama episode um last month or the month before that is that it's okay to set boundaries and if no one is respecting your boundaries then that's when you need to have some hard conversations but just try your best to love them even when it's hard to and yeah that's my advice all right um someone asked tips for relieving period cramps i get them so bad and it is absolutely the worst um okay i have always struggled with really really bad period cramps until like recently and I don't know if it's like just from like having a baby or what I don't know but here are some things that I have found that are really helpful but what works for me might not work for someone else and I know there's probably like other methods and things that you can try but these are just the things I will suggest to you the first is taking um raspberry leaf capsules or raspberry leaf tea they help with cramps so so much oh my gosh uh (laughs) my robe just fell on top of my head okay i am so sorry if that made a loud noise (laughs) um anyways that scared me so bad oh my gosh my heart's racing um we're fine um but yeah raspberry leaf supplements also i'm sorry if you can hear my stomach growling (laughs) um yeah they they are so great you can just buy like capsules on amazon um if you like like the taste of like herbal teas or whatever then you might like um drinking the tea of it um I started taking it just like while I was pregnant like towards the end of my third trimester to just kind of like prepare my body for labor and like induce labor a little bit um but it really is pretty much the biggest thing it helps with is just like cramps overall so um really recommend that it's like a natural thing you can take we've talked about this in a past episode but fun fact taking like ibuprofen and any sort of like um, anti-inflammatory pain medication makes your periods heavier which can also like down like i don't know if you take the way i i explained it in the episode was that like if you take i just learned this off of um from a pharmacist on tiktok but he was saying if you take um like advil for example it will definitely like help you in the moment and you will like feel relief but it's just going to keep your like uterine lining from uh like sloughing off and so then like the next day or in a couple hours once the ibuprofen wears off you're gonna have like heavier bleeding which will just result in heavier cramping so try to take like magnesium leaf raspberry leaf stuff instead like it will just help a lot more um from what I've learned so that's helped me a lot I avoid taking any sort of like pain medication and doing like natural things instead it just makes me feel a lot better um and then also like heating pads I don't know about you guys but like if it is winter spring summer or fall I have my seat warmers on like highest setting and I will just like sometimes go on drives just in my car to 
like relieve my cramps because I can just have like my heat warmers on and my car is nice. I mean, heating pads work great too. But there's just something about the way that my car personally just like hits on my back. It feels so good because um, I get really bad back cramps. So heat is another one. And honestly, sometimes, sometimes sex can really help relieve cramps. So I'm going to just throw that one out there too. Um, and if you're worried about period, being on your period and doing that, um, I've talked about this a million times before too, but putting in like a menstrual disc, not a menstrual cup, but a menstrual disc, um, it will avoid any sort of mess and it is the best. That's another thing too that has really helped my cramps. Ever since I used like a, I've started using a menstrual disc, which I think I've been using it since like April, May, like since this, it's almost been a year, I think, since I've been using it. Has it really been that long? Anyways, since I've been using that, my periods cramps have been way minimal and like I, they're so much more bearable. So, um, yeah, having like wearing pads and like tampons and stuff just releases like toxins that just don't, don't feel good and can make things worse. So that is my little soapbox on period cramps. <laughs> okay. Uh, next question. They said, I have still yet to have my first kiss. What would your first kiss, first kiss tips be? And how do I make it the best first kiss? I've only ever had one first kiss, you guys. And my first kiss happened, well, I had an almost first kiss. I rejected Kendall because it was just like a really awkward moment. And I was just like, I am not going to kiss you after you're having this awkward moment. So I kind of rejected him. <laughs> and then we had our first kiss like a month later. I don't know what was wrong with us. We kissed like a month later and I thought it was a really sweet, magical kiss, but <laughs> I found out soon after that Kendall was a little disappointed because it was, <laughs> this sounds so silly, because it didn't last more than three seconds. So it really, honestly, when I look back, I'm like, it really was like the quickest, like little peck. Um, so I would say like a really good first kiss is one that just isn't a quick peck, but it doesn't have tongue and it's just sweet and not forced. I've only had one first kiss though, like I said, and it wasn't anything like that, but I would say that that's a good way to go for it. But also at the same time, <laughs> don't set too high of expectations and plan it out too much or else you're going to just get super nervous and you know, who knows what could happen. So I really wouldn't worry about it too much because just like, you know, we've been talking about having your like first time, it's just going to get better with time, you know? So the first one is isn't first time isn't going to be the most magical thing in the planet and that's okay so it just will make for you know if it's not the most magical kiss ever it could just make for a really good um horrible kiss story that i might share on the podcast one day you know so okay uh someone just said i cannot bring myself to get a pap smear done and I don't blame you. Pap smears are the worst, but luckily they really aren't terrible. From my experience, I don't think they're too bad. Um, but I mean, that's probably because I've had a baby and I've experienced things that are much more uncomfortable um, at the OBGYN. So yeah, I would say if you're at the age where you do need to get one done to just like rip off the bandaid and do it, it really is pretty quick and it's really not too, like it's uncomfortable, but it's not horrible. I would honestly rather get 20 pap smears than go to the dentist, if that makes you feel any better. Um, okay, another question. How to make girlfriends? I try so hard to talk to people consistently and give gifts and hype them up. 
you sound like a really awesome friend really awesome friend so um you're doing great but it really is hard to make friends especially like i don't know how old you are but like especially like after high school and just like in your 20s it's really hard um i did an episode on this recently um just kind of like all about uh female friendships so i'm going to refer you to that podcast episode because i definitely went into a lot more um like detail and more advice when in that episode which is episode number 76 on december 3rd of 2022 female friendships oh my goodness you guys i really need to eat something my stomach <laughs> i'm so sorry if you can hear that but um time's taken so i gotta get this done and i don't want to move from this cozy spot that i'm in right now so um anyways yeah i'm gonna refer you to that episode but overall I think you just need really, as hard as it is, you just got to put yourself out there because if you just like sit around waiting for friends to come to you, you're probably not going to make any friends because it's really hard to just sit around and wait, you know, you kind of got to put yourself out there. So I'd say the best and truest of friends are going to stick around. So don't waste your time on people who aren't putting in the same effort as you are. It's really frustrating when you have like a friendship that you really do value, but like you're always the one that's initiating hanging out or they're just not putting in as much effort as you are it can really be tricky so um yeah I really think my biggest advice is just to put yourself out there um some of the best friendships that I have are ones where like I just had to like kind of step out of my comfort zone and be like hey what's up want to go to dinner um social media is a really good way to connect with people so yeah, just get out of your comfort zone. The worst thing that can happen is that someone's going to say, mm, no, I don't really want to hang out with you. And as much as that would suck to hear, or if they like don't respond to you or something, then you just know they're not worth your time in the first place. So yeah. Okay. Um, next question. This one actually might be our last question. Um, someone said, what do you do for birth control? There are so many options and I'm overwhelmed. Oh man, birth control, you guys. I've talked about this on the podcast a lot and fun fact we are going to have an episode about um what I'm about to talk about in a few weeks so um for birth control I here's my experience with birth control the quick the quick summary of it um because I know I've talked about it before but I went on like the mini pill I think right after high school um to just kind of like help with my really painful period cramps that I was having and I didn't have a period while I was on that and then um, it was like pretty, sp well, a couple months before I got married, I got put on, I got an IUD inserted, which that is probably one of the most painful things. <laughs> Not the most painful thing, but it was pretty unpainful, pretty painful and uncomfortable. Um, so much, so much, so much worse than a pap smear, just FYI. Um, I got an IUD and then I didn't have a period while I was on that either so then it wasn't until um we decided to start trying to have a baby that like I got my IUD removed and I finally had a period for the first time after like four years and that was just like my experience with birth control and I have not been on birth control since um I think the best form of birth control is the birth control that you feel best about they're really like people are gonna say oh like not being on birth control is the best form of birth control for me that's like the best option for me um but what works for someone else is not gonna work 
for you and vice versa. So if you are someone who like you have an IUD and you love it and you think it's the best thing ever, then that's great. I definitely think if you want to try it, you should try it out. Um, I personally just had a very bad experience with my IUD and it was horrible. But the good news is that if you try an IUD and you like it, that's great. They're really nice because you put it in and they put it in for you and then you don't have to worry about literally anything. You don't have to worry worry at all. Um, I mean, you will hear horror stories, but it's like very rare that like something bad happens. Um, so if you, yeah, if you want to try it, go for it. If you want to get an arm implant, go for it. Um, the good thing with birth control, like different birth control options is that if you don't like it, you don't have to stay on it. You can get it removed. You can get it taken out um, and or stop like taking the pill. You know, it's really not that big of a deal. Um, so I would definitely say if there's something you're wanting to try, try it, see how you like it. Um, but I have had a lot of success and really have enjoyed um, using the um, what's called like the fertility awareness method which is just not using any sort of hormonal birth control um and i'm gonna go into detail about that in a couple weeks because i've had a lot of you express like wanting to know more about it and so i'm gonna go get into some more detail about it um in a future episode but basically it's just tracking your um cycle and using um your basal body temperature to do so Um, as well as like tracking like your cervical fluid and whatnot. So it sounds like a lot of work, but it's honestly really easy. And um, I've had success with it and I love it. Um, So it's just like by learning those things and learning about your body and when you're ovulating and stuff, just know when to like avoid intercourse and um, we're just like use condoms and it's great. It's great. I have seriously loved it so much because my the reason that being on um, birth control was just really hard for me. I was only able to go on either like a um, IUD or the arm implant just because of like history with blood clots. So I didn't have like a ton of options available to me for that. So I chose an IUD and it just really messed with my hormones. Like it was just really hard on me and yeah I won't go into too much detail about it because I am going to do like a f- episode soon where I kind of like go into all the details of that but it just was really really hard on my body and I was just like I cannot be doing this anymore so luckily there is an alternative if you find that going on any sort of hormonal birth control is hard on you hard on you and your body um tracking your cycles is great and you can be you know, start getting in the habit of doing it even if you're, like, not sexually active, um, just so you can, like, learn your body and your cycles and, like, you're ready to go for when that time comes, um, that you need some sort of birth control method. It is so great. So, stay tuned for that episode coming in a couple of weeks. Um, it's definitely an episode for anyone who is a woman, so it doesn't necessarily have to be for anyone who's just sexually active or not. Um, I'm gonna teach you guys all about are wonderful, wonderful bodies. I'm not an expert, but I'm going to do my best to uh, explain it because I've had a lot of you ask questions about it. So um, yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, anyways, that's all, that's all the questions I had to answer. So I hope that you guys 
enjoyed that. You learned something new. Um, I hope it was helpful. Being a woman is just, what a gift, right? I mean, we have to put up and deal with so much. It's so hard. Um, and growing up, you know, there's just so many things that, I don't know, life, life can be hard, but we're all in this together. We are. And, um, yeah, wishing you guys all the best. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys next Wednesday. I love you lots. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast if you haven't already. Um, and feel free to, you know, give me a shout out on Instagram. Uh, if you are listening, those always make my entire day. So yeah, love you guys lots. I really appreciate your listening and supporting and downloading. I truly appreciate it more than you guys know. Uh, have a great week and I will see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye.